You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadine Bible Reading Plan and Charles River Church. To have your own copy of this reading plan sent straight to your inbox, you can sign up at charlesriver.lmd.church. For more information about Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to Bible Chunks, where we read through the Bible in the chunks, or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name's Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Luke 2, 1 through 4, 13, 103 verses today. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them at the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph, and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at the shepherds, at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. And in the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God, saying, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you've prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, 
This child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts shall be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was eighty-four. She did not depart the temple, worshipping with fasting and prayer night and day, and coming up at that very hour she began to give thanks to God and speak to him, to all who were waiting for the redemption of, Israel, of Jerusalem. And when they performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up according to the custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went as a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of the region of Ituria, and Trachonis and Lysania, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. And he went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and crooked shall become straight, and the rough places shall become level ways, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. He said therefore to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then shall we do? And he answered them, Whoever has two tunics is to share with the one who has none, and whoever has food is to do likewise. Tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than you are authorized to do. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what shall we do? And he said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or by false accusation, and be content with your wages. As the people were in expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ, John answered them all, saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in hand, 
to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he preached good news to the people. But Herod, the Tetrarch, who had been reproved by him for Herodias, his brother's wife, and for all the evil things that Herod had done, added this to them all, that he locked up John in prison. Now, when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Jesus, when he began his ministry, was about thirty years of age, being the son, as was supposed, of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Methat, the son of Levi, the son of Melchi, the son of Janai, the son of Joseph, the son of Mathathias, the son of Amos, the son of Nahum, the son of Esli, the son of Negai, the son of Maath, the son of Mathathias, the son of Semyon, the son of Josek, the son of Jodah, the son of Joanan, the son of Resa, the son of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, the son of Neri, the son of Melchi, the son of Adai, the son of Kosam, the son of Elmadam, the son of Ur, the son of Joshua, the son of Eleazar, the son of Joram, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Simeon, the son of Judah, the son of Joseph, the son of Jonam, the son of Eliakim, the son of Melia, the son of Mena, the son of Mattatha, the son of Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, the son of Selah, the son of Nashon, the son of Aminadab, the son of Admin, the son of Arnai, the son of Hezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, the son of Terah, the son of Nahor, the son of Serug, the son of Reu, the son of Peleg, the son of Eber, the son of Shelah, the son of Canaan, the son of Arphaxad, the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahaliel, the son of Canaan, the son of Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. For forty days being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment, and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it's been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It's written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And he took him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you're the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it's written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, it is said, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. So we can see here in Luke, 
that Luke is much more detail-oriented than Mark was and even more detail-oriented than Matthew was. And Luke is also writing to the Gentiles as a Gentile, the only Gentile author in the Bible. Luke is writing to Gentiles uh, as a Gentile. And so his theme, a lot of what we're going to see throughout the book of Luke, is how Jesus is looking toward the outsider, those who are not yet of the covenant of Abraham in order to bring them in. The promises that God has made from the beginning. If you remember, God promised Adam and Eve that he would send a savior who would restore all of the world back to himself, back to the Lord. And he promised Abraham that this promise was for all the nations, not just for Abraham, but that Abraham would be a blessing for all the nations. And the plan for Israel was that they would be a, a, a kingdom of priests to all the nations. So his plan the whole time has been to restore all of creation, never just the nation of Israel, all of creation back to himself. And it started with Israel, but it didn't even start with Israel. It went back before Israel, but God had this special plan through Israel to bring about the Messiah. And here he is. So he's born and some of the first people that God reveals himself to are outsiders. Now they're still Israelites, but they're outsiders in terms of their socioeconomic standing. They're shepherds, so they're dirty and unclean, and they're not allowed into uh, the, the heart of the temple complex. And so these outsiders, in the middle of the night, get the greatest concert that the world has ever seen, and, and God gives it to them and to a bunch of sheep. And he announces first that the, the Savior was born to them. And they go, and they are just in awe and Mary treasures all of these things up in her heart again and then when Jesus is brought to the temple to for the purification of Mary according to the custom of Moses so Jesus as a Jew though he is uh, looking towards outsiders he is perfectly fulfilling the Jewish law and so God has a perfect plan for him and so he brings him into the temple and two people within the temple two righteous people who filled with the Holy Spirit are expecting the coming Messiah. Simeon and Anna, they get to see him and they bless him. And they bless, they, well, they don't bless him. They bless God for him. And then when they return to Nazareth, uh, they're, they're searching for Jesus. This now flash forward 12 years. The only story we get about Jesus in his youth, as they go up to the temple and, and return, Jesus isn't with them and he tells them, Shouldn't you have known that I was in my father's house? And again, Mary's treasuring these things up in her heart. And then we get the story of John the Baptist, and we get a little bit of what he was teaching. But before we get that, Luke, as this historian, he's giving us people, names, and places to identify and, and help us to uh, understand the historicity of this. This is not a myth. This is not a legend. This is actual historical reality. And he's giving us names and places in order to confirm that. And so we get a little bit of John the Baptist's ministry. What's he calling for? He's calling for repentance. And so people are coming to him. Even tax collectors are coming to him and saying, what should we do to prepare for the kingdom of God? And he's telling them, don't take more than you're, you're supposed to take. And soldiers, the same. Don't extort people. Be, be content with your wages. The time, like God is going to judge the world. So make sure that you're... You're, you're doing and treating people the way that uh, the way that it accords with God's character with righteousness 
And then Jesus is baptized by him. And he said, he hears, you are my beloved son, with you I'm well pleased. And then we get the genealogy of Jesus. And this genealogy, unlike Matthew's genealogy, this genealogy goes all the way from Jesus all the way back to Adam. Because Luke wants to clue us in that this is not just a, a an Israelite promise. This is a promise to the whole world. And Adam, before the Abrahamic covenant was formed, Adam was that first man and, and the promise was made to him and to Eve. And then we get Jesus being tempted again. Well, I guess not again for the first time, uh, but we get a, a retelling of Jesus being tempted by the devil in the wilderness. And Jesus again, after fasting, is has given himself over completely to the Lord. And it's interesting that one of the devil's tricks is he said, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down from here. Well, just before this, if you skip over the genealogy, God had just spoken to him. The father had just spoken. You are my beloved son. With you, I'm well pleased. And so God, Jesus doesn't need to prove himself to the devil if you're the son of God. And Jesus rebukes the devil by quoting scripture back to him. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And so we're going to see throughout Luke, Luke is focused on the outsider because Jesus was focused on the outsider. Even though he was also for the, the people of Israel and many Israelites came to him and became followers of his, he also was here to, to invite the Gentiles as a, as a God for the Gentiles, as a Savior for the Gentiles. And we, we hear that even in Simeon's prayer. A light for, the, for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And so as we wrap up today, I'd ask you to consider what does this section of scripture tell us about who God is and what he wants for the world? What does it tell you about yourself? And then finally, what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers. We'll be right here again tomorrow. Till then, God bless.